All right, half a day, guys, and we are back with another one. It's the One Micronesia podcast um, that we've been do- we've been doing for oh my god, it's been so long that we've had so many awesome guests on. Uh, but for this podcast, this episode of the podcast, I think it's a very special, one, uh, especially with what's going on around the world um, with racism and discrimination and injustice and, and, and stuff like that. I think it was. Um, it's perfect to bring her on because if you haven't seen online on the Instagram, uh, this poem that's going around and the poem is talking about something called a chuki. And we'll get, we'll get into uh, more of, the, of what a chuki is and, and get to the break down the poem. Because like I said, I told her a while ago, like it's such a powerful yet an inspiring poem that she put together. And it was shared on um, Instagram. I think the first person who shared it, and I'm going to pull it up here, was the president of the University of Guam, Dr. Uh, Thomas, uh, Cr- Thomas Christ, if I hope I, I said that right. And he, he, he said this in the captions. He said, this is a poem by Jojo Araya, a UOG alumina. It was prompted by racist, racist graf- uh, graffiti she found in a UOG library bathroom. As we in the UOG community work to respond to the challenge of overcoming racism and discrimination against African-Americans highlighted by the murder of George Floyd, JoJo's poem is a reminder of forms of hatred in our regional context. We all have, to, we all have work to do. Thank you so much, JoJo. That was a caption that he posted on IG, and the poem just went uh, viral. It was on everybody sharing it, especially during this time. So ladies and gentlemen, uh, here to talk with us is uh, Jojo Araya. Is that how you say your last name? Sorry, Area. <laughs> Area, sorry. I'm so sorry. No worries, no worries. So uh, Jojo, thank you so much for um, uh, talking and agreeing because I know right now I'm in Guam, you're all the way in, in Iowa. <laughs> and that's crazy. Yep. And that that is crazy because when you said, "Oh, I'm, I'm in Iowa," and I'm like, "Well, what?" Because usually when when we when we go off to the states, we're always you know us islanders stick to the to the shorelines because we love the ocean, and it's <laughs> so true. rare it's rare to find islanders way out in the central of the, of the U.S. And when you said Iowa, I'm like, "Whoa, like really? Like you're I sure like you know you're not by the ocean." Iowa of all places, <laughs> but you know you. You chose Iowa, and uh, I'm going to ask you later on how how is Iowa t- for you know for an Islander. Uh, so welcome to the show. Welcome to the One Mike Ninja Podcast. Oh my God! Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. You're you're welcome. So uh, let's let's before we get to uh, intro of you uh, for here on Guam, what you did, school, and everything. Let's talk about Iowa real quick. How's uh, how's things there? <laughs> Um, things are pretty good. Uh, the weather is kind of turning hot. Um, but it was really, really snowing hard when I came and I love that. That was my first time experiencing snow. So thanks, Iowa. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, so far it's been pretty good. It's pretty, it's spring. So nature is very beautiful out here. Nice. I mean, I mean, I gotta say, like you're an islander out there. Like, is it hard to find that island things that we all love? Like, you just hit it on the nail when you talked about the ocean. That's what I miss the most. Oh, yes, hearing the sound of the waves and everything. You know, it's always there, and now it's it's kind of strange. It's very strange not being able to to be surrounded by water. On all sides. I know. I mean, I, I guess you can find like what rivers there and stuff. I mean, if you have to go to an ocean, yes, fly all there the way. is 
a river. <laughs> I'm right by the Missouri River. Ah, okay. That's um, right. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, um, it's awesome that you know you're there. Uh, you got your life and everything uh, going, and that's mm-hmm. awesome. So we're gonna talk about. Uh, let's talk about you uh, real quick. Um, did you mm-hmm. did you grow up here in Guam, or were you you? you what was what was your did you were, were you did you grow up in Chuk and you moved to Guam? Mm, right. Uh, thank you. So actually, I I was born and raised in Chuk, and I went to Guam in 2012. That was my first time to reach Guam, and it was for uh, college for UOG. Um, yeah, and then that's kind of where when my journey started. Um, I'm kind of going to be going into the poem just a little bit, just to say, um, even before I got to Guam, when I was, you know, when I knew that I was going to go to UOG, there was a little bit of a um, hesitancy on my parents' side, kind of like, do you really want to choose Guam? Because you know what it's like there, you know? so that was kind of my first uh, taste of the internalization of all of this stuff happening, right? So even before I got to Guam, I already had that background of, like, you know. What would you, what to expect when you What to, to expect, right, right. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, like, that's crazy you said that because, you know, you're, you're getting ready, you're getting out of high school. Of course, you want to further your education. Uh, of course, we have the community college, you know, back home in the FSM, uh, mm-hmm. but you wanted to go uh, further, especially because Guam is, you know, it's a four-year, I believe it's a four-year college, yeah. you know, yeah. that'll get you, you know, higher and, and faster to where you want to go in your education mm-hmm. and, and in life. So it's crazy how we, your parents even told you, like, you know, did you, was that a decision you want to go? I mean, because I, I, even them, I think, were fear, they kind of feared for what you were to expect to yes. experience when you when you got to Guam, uh, so you know what I think it's time. Let's you want to just want to let's get straight into the poem because I think from there on oh, yeah, sure. we can we can venture off with questions and stuff. Mm, definitely. <laughs> so, uh, can would you like to uh, share with us um, the the poem in its entirety? Um, th- do you want me to read it? Yeah, yeah, please, yes, please. <laughs> uh, so. I didn't think of it as a poem at first. It was more like, it was a work of passion, to be honest. It was, I saw something in a restroom at UOG. Um, But this was written actually after I graduated. I graduated UOG in 2015. And I saw that probably two years later, maybe. I think this was around 2017. and it was something that someone wrote uh, kind of saying for Chukis to go back to, you know, where they came from and all kinds of expletives and stuff like that. So I remember just feeling sad, a lot of sadness. Just really, I couldn't believe that someone could be um, that mean. <laughs> um, so when I got home, it was it was really just kind of weighing on my mind, and for me, a lot of things. I, I'm not a very good speaker, to be honest. Um, so I write a lot, 
um, and I feel like this poem, it's more of a confession of how I did a lot of self-reflecting and I, this came out of just me um, thinking about how if I had maybe, hmm, I'm kind of losing my track right now, but kind of just reflecting on myself and how I saw myself and and how I saw other Chukis people. And it ended up kind of being, instead of me being angry at that person that wrote that, um, it became something of a personal journey, mm. I guess I could say, because um, this came out of it, you know, uh, just me feeling like a lot of us Chukis, we've come to really internalize all of the st stereotypes, right, that we encounter every day. And then we start to be prejudiced towards ourselves. Um, so yes, I'm sorry, that was long. Um, so I would say for sure, this was a confession of who I used to be, how I used to be very, very hard on myself and other Chukis people because I wanted to be accepted by the majority. Um, okay, so two key confessions, number one. I was told to not wear it once I get to my destination. Guam, where America's day begins and where many FSM people have come to call home. I was advised to hide it, that the Tsuki will attract negative attention, a colorful ex begging to be looked at, ridiculed, maybe even prompt feelings of disgust. The Tsuki was relegated to the back of my dorm closet while jeans, shorts, and trendy Western clothes received special attention. I took pride in my ability to hide my chukisness by donning these Western clothes, even smiled from ear to ear when strangers remarked on my non-chukis ways. I discouraged my sisters to wear the tsuki in public. They'll know your chukis, don't. We drive on the road and shake our heads in disappointment when we see fellow chukis women wearing their chukis proudly the colors standing out against the sun like our brown skins stand out against the prized white skin of modern Micronesian society. It was planned, carefully orchestrated so that strangers would not put me in that category. Micronesian, Chukis, yuck. Why did I plan it so, you ask? Because of racial slurs on a bathroom wall stairs and eye rolls while lining up at the grocery store. Looks of cold appraisal from strangers not happy with the colorfully embroidered piece of clothing and what it represented to them. Troublemakers, baby machines, food stamp welfare draining parasites. While I strove to hide my chukisness under layers of Western clothing, my Chamorro sisters and brothers were actively engaged in the revival of their culture. They wore it proudly in their sanahi, 
wore it with a plumeria tucked behind their ear in front of waves of long black hair. They wore it in tattoos proclaiming their roots. They burst with love and pride for their Chamorro culture. The juxtaposition between these two images speak volumes about the society we have created. Is it possible for a Micronesian to be something more than her snap card, her Section 8 housing, or her colorfully embroidered mumus and zuki? What do we say to our children? Do we teach them that there is a great big world full of diverse peoples and cultures? Or do we urge them to hide their zuki, themselves, and their heritage? Do we teach them to fear the repercussions of being unabashedly Micronesian? Wow. Like, like, like I said um, in the beginning, like it's such a powerful and inspiring um, piece of um, piece of work uh, that you put out. And uh, maybe to you back then, you was just something that you wrote just to get off your chest. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just because yes. you because the feeling that you had from when you saw it and you got home and you put it in writing because that's how you can that how you that's how you you can communicate well. And, and, and that's, you know, that's your passion. That's, that's what you, that gets you going, you know, with your writing mm -hmm. and you penned in such, like I said, a powerful, uh, an inspiring yeah. poem, um, that if we break it down, like what you're saying, your confessions, they're true. They're, they're, mm -hmm. they're things that are happening, uh, every day and even today on Guam, you know? So it took your writing to kind of open our eyes again, because at one point, the Micronesian people here on Guam were kind of, um, like you said, we have to fit in. So we wore this blanket mm -hmm. uh, over us. Or we wore this new clothes or this new mask to, to yeah. fit into a society where we shouldn't. Like you said, we should, um, we should um, what's the word I'm looking for? We should, we should embrace our culture no matter where we go because our cultures are our identity. Without our cultures... We are just, you know, it's like we're, we're, uh, we're a man with no, with, with no house. We're just a man with no name, you know. Our culture is our name, and that's, that's who we are. So I love that you put that in pen. Exactly. And, and it's, it's going around. It's everywhere on Instagram, and people are noticing this. And not even, so the, the Chukis and the Micronesian people, because we, when you write this, I know you're, you're, you're addressing your fellow brothers and sisters from Chuk, but when mm -hmm. I read it, I, I hear that you're also talking to me as a Yapese person who's here on Guam, you know, uh, mm -hmm. who, who tries at some point, you know, try to, to, to hide and try to fit in where as to we shouldn't have to, you know, we should, we should show who we are. Like you should wear uh, your Chuki, I should wear my Thu, you know, like we should just all, you know, at, at one point in time, we should be proud of these things. Um, so I love that you wrote that. and. It really, it, like, I broke it down into, like, little sections of the poem, and, and everything meant so much. Uh, but, you wow. know, before we, I get to my breakdown, yeah. and I get to ask mm -hmm. you a couple of questions about it. So to, to those who don't know what a chuki is, what's a chuki? Right. So a chuki is the skirt that, I mean, I'm, I hope that a lot of people have seen it, where, you know, um, young women or women, Chukis women wear the skirt with the, there's a lot of really colorful embroidery all around. Um, it's kind of like the trademark um, 
go-to uh, outfit for Chukis women. Mm. And and I know that because the Chuki in your culture has has it's something that's been worn for generations and generations. And maybe it's not long, long time ago. It wasn't as colorful as the ones we see now. Beautiful, colorful, uh, or like orange, yellow, red. You know, but it was something that's that's been handed down from generation to generation, and it's taught, and it's something that you, that, that you wear. And I gotta tell you, you know, back right. home, uh, you know, the we've seen the chuki also come through. The chuki, the chuki, the mumus. Oh my God, that's mm. uh -huh. yeah. You know, so. Um, it's like, like you said, it's something that you sh we shouldn't be embarrassed to wear, but it's something we should be uh, happy and, you know, we should embrace it and wear it to show our cultures and to show who we are. Exactly. Um, so I'm going to kind of go down what, from what I understand from the poem, because like I said, oh, it's just powerful. And it kind of, it put it into tears. Like when I was reading it, I was like, oh my God, you know, uh, at the beginning you said you were told, you're told not mm -hmm. to wear it. That's, yes. you know, because you were moving from Chuk to Guam. They're like, you know, don't wear it, you know, because, you know, they're going to see you and then you're going to be a target. You, you call you call it an X, you know, you're going to put an X on your back and all, the old time you're going, people are looking at you. Yes. Um, that was the advice that I got from everybody. My parents, my sisters, my aunts, everyone kind of said, you know, this is Guam. Um, because we read the news a lot when when um you know it's kind of like we're always in the news for mm -hmm. negative things you know bad apples um, we all mm -hmm. have bad apples like like don't get me wrong we like each society each island has bad apples and even in Oklahoma, right right you know, there's always bad apples uh from the from our for fellow FSM citizens right here and we're gonna mm -hmm. we're gonna we're, we're gonna talk to that uh later on and kind of talk about how you know that's affecting uh -huh. us affecting okay. the, the ones who are trying so hard like you you graduated from uog you moved on to the states you're working uh every day you know to, to make a life of your own but like mm -hmm. stuff like that will kind of hinder you in the process of you know uh, of, of achieving your goal i uh, just to say it should probably be yeah so uh, uh mm -hmm. you were saying oh i was just uh i think it was more because of that though because um, we didn't really, we never came to Guam a lot. You know, my family didn't live there a lot. Uh, maybe like a visit when I was very, very young. But so I, for them, for my parents to tell me, like, you know, hide your culture, hide who you are because you're going to Guam. Um, I think that spoke very much to how even back home, we kind of really accepted what other people were saying about Chukis people out in Guam, you know, and um, already kind of, okay, don't, the advice was always um, for me to stay away from being Chukis. So the advice was always like, for me to stay away from that Chukis identity that I, you know, obviously have. Um, and it was all because of things that we read in the news, pretty much, you know, without even ever living in Guam. So that's one thing too. Yeah. 
and and it was and what, the other thing too was you know in your poem you stated that you were told not to wear and then now you're in Guam mm -hmm. and then now you when you see because you're trying to hide or to try to mm -hmm. to fit in as you said in, in into society that you mm -hmm. but when you see other people wear it in the streets even you become kind of disappointed at yes. them at other you know fellow uh, Micronesians who are wearing it because it'll it'll attract the, it'll, it'll attract a target on their back you know people will look at them bad so you know it's it's one thing for for you to to accept that to to fit in but then when when that whole idea changes uh becomes this i this this mindset that you know don't do it you know because you know you're gonna get an x on your back and you get disappointed because they keep wearing it because mm -hmm. you, you just want to fit in i think that's that says a lot about you know what it's what what has gotten to you know where we, yeah. we're telling our kids or, or telling our children to to hide who they are hide. to fit in you know and i think that's mm. that's something that's not the, that's that's bad and it's it's not you know right. the right way to go and right. i want to get to this part in your poem towards the end um mm -hmm. where you said where you were finally fitting in and you looked around you and you see your um, your fellow uh, brothers and sisters from Guam, your Chamorro brothers and sisters, active in reviving their cultures, mm -hmm. while at the same time you were told to to hide yours because it was bad. You saw another group of people rise up because they want to revive their own culture. Mm -hmm. What does that say to you when when you see when you're in Guam and you're seeing that, and then you're like, what the what, what does that say to you? Like, what do you feel that? Right. So that's, I think that's why I, I kind of called it a confession mm -hmm. because I had to do a complete 360 of mind, my mindset. It was first got to Guam, erase that whole background that I had or will put it kind of in the back and not flaunt it, not show that that's my background and that's who I am. Mm -hmm. um, and it, while I was doing that, I, I was very conscious that I, I was very conscious of the fact that Guam was very active in, in, you know, bringing that culture back and mm -hmm. everybody was so proud to be, you know, wearing, um, that Nahi mm -hmm. or, um, like wanting to learn to speak tomorrow and talking about how they're going to, you know, I have friends who, um, have kids and then they want, they're talking about, I really want to teach my kids this, you know, tomorrow language. And, I think also it was part of, uh, because I went to, uh, my major was sociology. Mm -hmm. And I think it was also part of, that's part of the reason that kind of got me changing my mindset or really delving deeper and realizing what I was doing to myself um, and to my community being ashamed because I really was ashamed. Um, when I would see people wear the tsuki or the mumu while they're out in public, that was my mindset in the beginning because I really thought that when we're in Guam or when we're 
anywhere outside of truth, we should hide who we are because we're bad apples. I absolutely internalized what other people were telling me we are. So I, it was a lot of years of relearning things and really telling myself that I'm good enough. I, I am who I am. And I, you know, all I can do is try to be the best me I can be. I don't know how to really explain that part where I said, you know, other, the, the, to my paternal brothers and sisters are actively reviving their culture. Um, it's more just, I think that's what also really helped me see how unfair and how, you know, race, racial discrimination has just, it's such an evil cancer in this Mm -hmm. world. Um, And and, and honestly, it is, you're good, you're good. No, I think when I see, when I read that part of your Mm -hmm. poem, I think this is Mm -hmm. what comes to me. This is what I think Mm -hmm. of it. I think you wrote that part because you felt it was not fair. You're looking around and well, if you're doing it, can I do it too? Can we all do it at the same time? We're, I mean, we're all in the, we're all, uh, we're all islands in Micronesia. You know, mm-hmm. these are cultures, you know, within one sea. You know, we are bounded by the water. We're, we're brothers and sisters, no matter what. So can 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 I practice my culture and then you practice your culture? Can we do it together? And I think one of the biggest things that um, that really played a part in in all of this cultural uh, discrimination and stuff was FESPAC. When FESPAC came in, in 2016, that's when it opened the eyes that, you know, there are a lot of cultures in Guam. And that's when I think people start, started to embrace other cultures on Guam. Because now mm. you, we, we've seen uh, 32, I forgot how many nations were here, brought their cultures alongside our brothers and sisters from, from Palau all the way to the Marshall Islands who were here. And I think that's after that, people started to be like, okay, all right, we can, we can, I think embracing this uh, culture thing was, is a good idea. You know, we've had Guam Island Fair, but I think it only took until FESPAC for people to realize that there's a lot of cultures and the ones that we have here at home is also uh, awesome cultures as well. The diverse cultures Mm. that we have. So I think when I look at this, you're like, well, it's not fair that I'm putting my cookie down very true you know, yes and then you're practicing your cultures like can we do it at the same time can we do it together let's share this culture because it's, it might be different but we're all from micronesia and it's it's the diverse micronesian cultures mm-hmm. that is yes thank you so much like i i don't think i don't know why i couldn't say it <laughs> i was kind of holding back on saying it was i got unfair. you i got you <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, so but, honestly, yeah, mostly that is, it was very, very unfair. So we talked about, um, so again, I got to thank you, like the poem, and I hope when people see this, we'll put it, we'll put the graphic up too, when you're reading it. Oh. Uh, so um, for, for people who don't know, now they know, and then now they'll share it, and then they'll have their own captions, because they've watched it, they've watched you talk, they watched you explain your poem. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about, because I always, you know, bring people on and I always ask this question. 
what can be what do you think can be done um and i'm talking about the bad apples because the bad apples uh who we've seen in, in our society is is being the, um, the the front lines it's being the spotlight so many times that the spotlight is being taken away from us the, from the people who are doing uh, eight to five jobs? Who who are pushing? Who are doing great in this in, in the community, but just not getting that um, recognition because the spotlight again is back on the bad apples. What do you think we can um, could be done about um, uh, about the problems with um, with our with our community? There's this quote that's kind of been running around in my mind when you were talking about that. Um, it's, oh, my sociology professors are going to hate me for not remembering who said <laughs> it. But um, it's he who controls the media controls the masses. Um, and I feel that if... It, just speaking from my experience of how um, I internal, internalized all of the stereotypes of Chukis living on Guam, even before I ever stepped foot on Guam. Um, so I think, you know, the media is one thing that can help to spread more good cheer I, good vibes, I could more. say that. Yeah, good vibes about, um, you know, all the good things that all of the people of Guam are doing, you know. Um, because even when I, I lived there for almost eight years, I lived on Guam. And almost every day that I was there, there was always something negative in the papers, you know in the news about someone from Micronesia, uh, I mean, um, the FSM. And I'm not saying it's not important to highlight, you know, the things that, the bad things, mm. you know, so that people know, but I wish there could be more focus also on all of the good things that's being done. Because yeah. I feel like there, there isn't, as much focus on the good things and and, and honestly i i want to thank uh, i got a shout out to my um my my my, my news director sabrina salas who uh encouraged me to do the, this podcast in the first place because she told me that you know the the more we report on news but when if you take this opportunity this task uh, and, and and try to look for 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 fellow micronesian brothers and sisters out there who are doing so much good I think this would would help, you know, in pushing, you know, the spotlight away from our bad apples and then to uh, amazing. The, the amazing good apples that we have, which we have so much. Like I said, I told you before that I I did uh, the podcast with so many amazing Micronesian mm. uh, uh, who have done so much in the community, from from being um, activists to uh, the sports directors. Uh, I got a shout out to Ed, Eddie Boy. Uh, for jumping on to they've done a lot too with the micronesia resource center and they're doing so much especially during this time at covid to helping uh translate stuff for our people uh especially when uh, it comes to uh, all the the programs the, the food programs the money programs that are available now so i i those are uh the the, the many awesome uh, micronesians who are doing so so much awesome things here on guam that 
we're turning the spotlight onto them because as, mm. as they do that, and I hope with this would encourage other uh, fellow Micronesians to, to exactly. step up and do something. You know, if, exactly. if they're doing that, maybe they can start their own, you know, their cleanup uh, party here on Guam. And I've seen a lot of people do that too now. Uh, a lot of uh, fellow brothers from Micronesia, uh, from uh, the islands, uh, just do Facebook lives and they're at the beaches and they're, you know, let's just clean up and they just clean up a whole mm -hmm. part of the beach. And I think that's an awesome thing. I hope to continue uh, to um, encourage other people to do so. And especially when you talk and you talk about your, your poem, like I said, powerful yet inspiring, you'll, you'll inspire other, Thank you. um, uh, especially uh, uh, the beautiful Chukis, uh women and, and to, to wear the Chuki with pride, oh, not, you know, and not get, um, feel like they're being discriminated for it. Yes, exactly. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're good. You're good. So, uh, this, it also, uh, also wanted to, uh, to add here. Um, we did we did uh, protests here in Guam last week, um, wow. and a lot of and a lot for for Black Lives Matter, and a lot of people mm. too came out with uh, with signs which said Chuki's Lives Matter. Oh wow! Yes. So, I like I feel like when your poem is out there people at the same time were waking up to the fact that we need help. We need to, to move and, and do more about um, our fellow Micronesians here on island and, and, and pretty much shut down uh, racism and discrimination uh, all across the board. So uh, like I said, we saw the hashtag Chuki Slap Matter and it's still trending. A lot of people are using wow. it for protests uh, tomorrow too. This is for um, sexual abuse and Black Lives Matter. I'm pretty sure uh, a lot of people are going to go out there as well with uh, the Chukis Lives Matter because it does. Because we gotta, if we have to be real, if we have to, 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 to see the problems that we have, I think that's where we start. And when somebody, when people use Chukis Lives Matter uh, hashtags um, during the protests, it really says a lot. And people are waking and they're seeing it. And and hopefully, you know, that yeah, will help with you know the squashing. Uh, racial that's and pretty crazy and awesome um i i just want to say i used to because when i graduated mm -hmm. i worked um at guam behavioral health and wellness center uh for the the children's division ifa magonta shout out to all of them amazing amazing people um that just that's the first time actually that i ever noticed how because we work with uh, children five mm -hmm. to 18 years old right and i had clients that you know were in dya and and the first time i ever stepped foot into dya i noticed that most of the clients there were either chukis or you know, you know, from the FSM. And that just broke my heart. I, I, I could, couldn't believe that, you know, that was the reality. And it, it kind of, I don't know if it's really, they, they are, there's just a lot of trickies that are very, very prone to getting into trouble or if the spotlight as we said, has just shown too brightly on all of them all the time.
and and I think what when we talk about the spotlight, I think the spotlight mm. is a bad thing because the more we shine the spotlight on the bad apples, the more mm. our next generation of kids are like, well, it's nice to be in the spotlight. They're, they're getting, you know, that looks cool what they're doing, you know. So it's, I see that they're like, oh, well, I guess I'll go on that side, you know, where the spotlight's at. Mm. You know? So I think the more we shine the light on our uh, on the good side of what, what what needs to be done, exactly, they'll inspire other kids. Like, okay, I I I think I might not do that. I'll think I'll stick to this side. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, I feel like because there hasn't been a lot of really great examples to follow, or you know, role models that Chuki's kids can look up to and and say, you know, that's another Chuki's person that I can follow in their footsteps, um, maybe that could be a contributing factor to all of the negative, just, you know, continuing. And, and honestly, yeah, I mean, now we see um, Clint Rogel, um, a Chuki senator. You know, I think that's as high as we can right. get in the government. Right. You know, and, and he's doing his part too on, on his side. He's pushing so hard. Uh, to um, this whole, um, you know, you can do a lot. And then he, like, if you can be a senator, you can be more. You can be a, the president. You can, you know, you can be anything. Can be mm -hmm. And, you know, I think if, if, we, if we shine more of this light onto the good side and we bring out what it is, what happens when you're on the good side, I think it will, it will encourage um, and deviate, you know, our youth, especially our youth, uh, from, from committing crimes and actually, you know, doing good, doing good in sports. Uh, we are, we have so much good uh, sports athletes in our community uh, when it comes to uh, for basketball, the volleyball, the track and field. The track. Too, you know, <laughs> so you can be the next fastest person in the world and you can be from Chuk. You can be mm -hmm. the next best basketball player, play in the NBA, you know, and you're from Chuk. I know this kid from Chuk uh, who, uh, who's a football player. I think he grew up in I believe somewhere in the Pacific Northwest in the States. And I know he's going to do good. He might make it to the NFL. So like big, oh, huge, um, amazing uh, folks like that uh, would really bring us to the side of, you can, you know, do more, get the education done, you know, uh, you know, find you know, good education, better jobs. You know, I think that's um, a message that needs to be reiterated. And with this uh, light on the, the right side, we can move forward, I think, to a better, uh, to a better place. Absolutely, and that's all we can hope for. Yep. Is you know, we all shine our light. Yeah. Hope to shine it to the, the other side. <laughs> Take it away from the bad apples. Absolutely. Oh my god. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I think that's pretty much all that I had prepped here. Uh, Thank we, you so much. Thank you for, for calling. I'm like, it's what, like about three, four o'clock in the morning there in Iowa. Yes. And, and I'm here and I'm just about to check out. It's the almost three, 3 a.m. Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for your time. Thank you so much. Uh, before I let you go, I'm here. Mm -hmm. uh, your message. Uh, and uh, I wanted to do this with Eddie Boy, but we got caught up. Um, can, you, if you, can you speak? And you can't speak, uh, Chukis. You can uh, what's a message that you will tell your fellow, um, your fellow um, uh, Chukis? Like, what's that message that you would tell them? Any last words and stuff like that? I just want to say, I don't get a talk medicine. I don't get a talk medicine. 
Pukitsme Togeri de Totsmeus, Casiazo Togeri, Kitsme Togeri. Esapuitat Zerfaritet, Kitsatsuk, Yosipuikie, Sisemeiket, Kitsme Maket, Pukitsme Pusit, Pazakun, Nanetip, Kitsme Aragots, Kitsme Tibet, Kitsme Togeri. Sisap Kifab, Sipuzakatsozo, Kirso. Oh my God. Well, honestly, that was a great talk. I had fun. Thank you so much again for, um, for agreeing to talk with us. Um, uh, Jojo, I hope you have a, a great nap. I know you got to get up later on to get back to work, but uh, yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for uh, agreeing to talk with us today. Oh. <laughs> okay. okay. Thank you so much for having me. You're, you're so welcome, Jojo. You have a, you, you know, you have a great one out there. Uh, please be safe with all that's happening around the world, especially there in the U.S. Uh, and uh, thank you. Yes. See you um, another time. Yes. Thank you. Have a great rest of your day. Will do. Thank you so much. All right, guys. Well, uh, there you have it, man. Uh, what a great talk with uh, Jojo. You can follow her. We'll uh, tag her uh, on her IG here. You can, you know, follow her and check out her poem. We'll even post the poem up here. But uh, what what a great talk. That pretty much concludes another edition of uh, the One Mic Community Podcast with myself, Victoria. Just want to say you guys have a great one. And again, please be safe out there.